Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the house that happened, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill. The only place to be in suburban Etobicoke voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA. We kind of believe it's probably the best dive bar in Ontario because when we're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the insidious and conic and insane things that happen in this wonderful world we call sports. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Cruz, how about yourself? Not too bad. It's uh, been a crazy week. I think that... Uh, not only is our government going to collapse by the end of the year, we should talk about what collapsed starting Thursday in this version of March Madness. Oh, boy. Upsets basically right away. Oh, you know, um, first of all, we're going to talk about we didn't. I don't know if we got a chance that I'm really believing that Marquette's going to win it all. But one the of the whole thing, thing. I, I'm still saying Marquette's going to win it all. The it's, it's a coach thing for me, which just blew up in my face because a couple of coaches I bet on, like Buzz at, at Texas AMM, uh, he got knocked out early. But what we should be talking about is the major collapse by the Purdue Boilermakers to a school I can't even pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that you kind of called a little bit back, calling Purdue fraudulent, I uh, believe, a couple weeks ago. Yes, I did. I said, you know what? And, and this is what people are going to look at it. I, I'm a, a huge Marge Madness guy. As soon as I leave today, I'll be going home and parking myself and watching basketball for the rest of the day. But there's one uh, little thing that comes up a lot about is your guard play. Your guard play and tournament. If you don't have good guard play, you're going home. And I said this going back, even though they won the Big Ten tournament, I thought Purdue was very fraudulent on the back end, and it could get them. And and if you take Fairleigh Dickinson here, they had a couple seniors, junior and senior mm -hmm. guard play, and they've been together two or three years. And uh, the Purdue guys were freshmen. There you go. It's the problem. And they're right there, and it went off. So they went out, and uh, I don't feel sorry for, for Purdue. Everyone knows I'm a Big Ten guy, by the way. I'm a Michigan, Michigan, yeah, I'm a Michigan guy. That's my team. They didn't make it. But I want to yell out to uh, Mr. Izzo and the things that they happened this week because Michigan State won their first game, and I believe they could win one more. Um, if, if, don't be surprised if the University of Michigan goes to um, – Goes to the Sweet 16. I'm not going to say 100. percent They're going to. Well, make they're it. they're playing Marquette next, so that's they could. But I say I'm saying Marquette's going to win it all. But if they upset Marquette, is what I'm going to get at. Mm. Expect a long run for them. But I'm not. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to Shockey. You know who Shockey is? Shockey's got hair this year, by the way. Shockey's a coach at Marquette, and he's now had his third team that he's got to the tournament. Like, there's only so many coaches that have got brought different teams to. Like Rick Pitino of Iona, he's had five. Oh, yeah. He went five teams, but as Pitino knows, he got bounced out of Louisville for a bunch of irregular nonsense <laughs> in the back door. But he's at Iona now, and everyone says that he's put his time as at Iona. He's going to get back to a bigger school, and hopefully, he can get the dance farther. But it's interesting when you're a great coach, what coaching has done. Is there any teams that you've liked in the tournament so far? Um, I mean, there's whatever. Like some of the teams I found interesting, like um, where are we here? One sec. Uh, the Indiana game I, I thought was pretty interesting last night. Oh, I thought it was good, too, and I hate them, too. Another big-time team I hate. You know what I'm saying? Uh -oh. But they, uh, you know what it is? Um, Indiana could make a run, too. People are going to say they have good guard play. Mm -hmm. You know what was the final on that score anyway? They they put it oh they, they, like, they pulled away at the end. At the it end, was 71-60. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, Kent State uh, gave it a good run though yeah well I, i'm looking at it this way it, for the tournament for me i'm, I'm still saying alabama is going to be there they yeah. destroyed their they, 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 they look comfortable um i think it's interesting that miller the guy that was involved in the homicide situation this guy's getting bolder by the second we did discuss the pat down didn't we yeah we did okay so this guy's coming out they, they're walking out like um when they came out the other night or they started the game when they came out they came out like they were looking like uh uh 
seeing the, the movies like if you went to see like um, um, Lost in New York, mm-hmm. like Kurt Russell and like, when he'd get his escape gang, from New York, escape from New York, yeah, Lost it, from it, New York. It's not whatever. Home Alone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but any event, you know what I'm saying? How guys come out in the movie and they always make them when they're coming out, they look like a bunch of badasses. Yeah. That's what Alabama comes on the floor for. And I'm saying if Alabama's going to make go to the final. And this guy has got to be, he's got brass balls, and he's going to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. He will be a top five pick just because all the pressure that he has on him and the crowd chirping him, and he's acting like no big deal, like you're going out there. The question is, do you think he should be playing? That's the question. I mean, whatever. Like, I, I'm not worried about him playing because, yeah. first of all, he didn't technically – Law of the land, he hasn't been charged with anything. There's a text. There's a text that says something. So do we take away the guy's career on a on a one-sentence text? I mean, the big thing is, like, what if this does end up like blowing up in team's face, right? Like, he's not going to go top five because of that. No, well, that's what I'm saying. So maybe he'll fall down to the Raptors. We'll take him. You know what Could. I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying, like, people are going to say, Cruz, you're always looking for that backdoor look. I'm saying no. What happens in professional sports, if you've got a guy that can make your team win, eventually someone's going to jump, right? Yeah, go so, for him. So why should you wait? If you be a team, like, you're going to be the goody-goody place and say, we can't touch him because? No, man, I'm the guy that's going, come on here. Make sure you don't bring your gun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I'm right now, I'm really liking Marquette. Um, I'm really thinking I took UConn to go to the Final Four. A lot of people said I was nuts. They played solid yesterday in the second half against uh, the aforementioned Rick Patino in Iona. And so they're going to go on, and I think their draw is favorable. Now that Arizona got knocked out, another fraudulent team. Uh, they're in different brackets. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So the, yeah. the brackets are, are a little bit more wide open. Um, they went, and the good old Virginia... And everyone knows what I think about Virginia and all them schools. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to be nice on the air now. But they all went out the door, and I didn't lose a minute of sleep. Like, I'm just saying there's no way I didn't see Virginia going anywhere. I don't know who does the rankings. My biggest disappointment so far is Memphis losing to Florida Atlantic last night. Mm -hmm. I could not believe it. I said, come on, guys. I I really thought that they had the opportunity to be a, um, a sleeper team in the tournament. My two sleeper teams, to tell you honestly, were Texas A&M and Memphis. And guess Oof. what? Yeah, both gone in the first round. Both gone in the first round, and I don't understand why. I, I'm wondering, and I haven't given them any love, is another team, is and they won two years ago, is Baylor. Is Baylor going to make a run in this tournament? Uh, let's see. What the, I'm not sure if they're going to make a run. They're huh? playing Crichton next. Yeah. And, and if I, they win that, then they play the winner of Missouri-Princeton. So, I mean, it's possible for them to go into the Elite Eight. Very much, but I'm saying Creighton is a team. In my opinion, I think Creighton is there. They're do they're McDermott, the co- you know, uh, old man McDermott, his kid played the NBA, coached mm-hmm. him. The team looks solid. They were good. They had a nice run early in the season, and then around uh, the January, February, they lost a few games they shouldn't. That's why their ranking is a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be seated higher, but Creighton's a good. They, they, it's one of those things about good coaching and guard play, and Creighton's got both. So I'm saying, and, and Baylor's a bigger school, but I'm not going to be surprised. It's going to be either Creighton or Baylor that's going to go to the Elite Eight. That's what I'm saying. But I'm kind of leaning on Creighton this time because I think because of their experience, everyone's saying, oh, but the Baylor guys, they got three guys that played the national championship team. So what? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're another team. I think they're a little fraudulent for their ranking and stuff, even though they, a lot of people say that is the tougher, that's the toughest division in basketball this year was the uh, Big 12. Big 12? Big yeah. 12. Oh, yeah. And all the teams are still there. Kansas is still kicking around. Kansas State, they're mm-hmm. another sleeper, I think, that's going to make a run. Like, if we're here next week when we start the podcast and we're talking about who's going to be there, I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas State 
gets there. The road's a little bit tougher. Yeah, because they're in the same side of the bracket as Marquette. Exactly. So I think that they could end up playing. If they end up playing, like they would have to play Marquette in the uh, in, Sweet Sixteen. In the sweet, it's a Sweet Sixteen. So yeah. then they they both should win because they both play today. But like we're saying. The way the upset situation is going to go, we're not sure what's going to happen. But I'll tell you this with my history of watching the games. There were so many crazy upsets in the first two days that the tournament settles now. Yep. It's like when they say move day on golf. Mm-hmm. This is move day. So I'm just saying that all those solid, when we get down to the Sweet 16, I'm expecting everybody that's playing today, I'm expecting more favorites to win. If you're going to go make bets, don't blame me, but I think Chalk's going to take it today. That's what I'm saying. Um, no 12 beat a five this year, did they? That's a, the, the, the always seems to be a 12. Yeah, all the, all the fives made it through. All the fives made it through. But why, why one prediction was I would say two or three 13s or 14s would go through what they have. But if anyone said they predicted a one, it was going to be the 16 was going to be the one. You're crazy. No way. Crazy. And, now, a, and a 15 being a two in the same year. Yeah. Well, I wasn't at, it was Arizona last year. And I, I had no love for Arizona. But come on, like to Princeton? Come Here's on. what happens, though. Ivy League guys are smart. That's true. Okay, so every time I see Princeton in the tournament, and this isn't the first time they put, like, they've been a number two. And they, mm-hmm. like, uh, that, yeah, they were a two and beat a 15, right? They, this isn't the first time Princeton's done this. They did it a few years ago. Because what happens in my theory on this is you go to Princeton, right? You're going to play four years. So when I looked at the Princeton lineup, four of their starters are seniors. Yeah. You got seniors and senior guard play. You are going to make a run, whether you're in an Ivy League school or not. You know what I'm saying? Another sleeper I want to shout out to, and their coach, um, oh, what's his name? I'll get to you at the beginning of the show. Don't be surprised if Miami makes more noise. You heard it here first. I'm sticking to my final four, which I've called is UConn, Texas, Alabama, and Marquette. And they're all playing this final, so I'm looking pretty good, so to speak. However, my brackets are a little busted with Memphis going out the door. Uh, do you think Miami beats Indiana tomorrow? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think Indiana. Cruz's lock of the week. Lock of the week. Because I'm saying it's another thing. Is like if you watch the whole season, Miami was a team that was a sexy pick back when they started conference play. They had a couple minor injuries, mm-hmm. lost a few games they shouldn't, but they've righted the ship. And they're on their way. So I'm saying that they don't don't sleep on Miami. I think Indiana's overrated. I was surprised they won the first game. I thought they might have been knocked out in the first round. But they weren't, so I'll give it to them. Because the Big Ten is actually, believe it or not, this is supposed to be a down year in the Big Ten, but actually Michigan State, Northwestern, Indiana, and uh, have all moved on, haven't they? They have. They all moved on. The only one that didn't go on, and I thought they were another fraud too, is Iowa from the Big Ten. And yep. I, and I may make one little point here. There's a school out there, Iowa State. Oh, I want to get to that next. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what happened to those guys? And this happens every year in the tournament to one team, but it seems to be happening to Iowa State a lot. They're a very good basketball team that went home. And part of the reason went home, if you start shooting cold, you know they were down 18-2. to two. I, I was following the game at work. I couldn't believe it. 18-2. to two. Guys couldn't make a shot. But here's what happened. They raced all the way back to get within four, <laughs> ran out of gas, and got blown out of the water. And that's the To his- a team that had to... Winning a play-in game in the Not first win four. a playoff game. Okay, but yeah. you know what? Here's another scary team. Every time a team that wins a, play, a playoff, one of those play-in teams always seems to win a game when they get in. And don't be surprised if they win another one, but I don't think so. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, that's Arizona Pitt, State. Pitt, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they're playing Xavier next. That's a team that's like 
I don't know. Xavier is like not. Well, we've that got team to tell you. Think. I, I'm thinking that or is it, uh, on some experts are calling them a Final Four team. Really? Yes. They, they every, even in the same bracket as Texas and yeah, uh, Houston. That's right. Because you know what? They're a scrappy team with senior guards. Another team that's that's pretty solid. In any event, I'm going to stick to my my. I, mean, I seen your four. You had you had Alabama in your final four. Yes, I you? do. You got UCLA too, right? I have UCLA. Oh, I don't know, but there's they they're another so-called sexy pick, but it should come down to them because nobody's talking about Jamie Dixon, who went back to his alma mater, uh, Texas Christian TCU, and TCU's already won. And uh, yeah, oh, I caught the end of that game last night too against uh, Arizona State. Against Arizona, who had to play a play-in game to get in, and yep. I thought, and I, I was scared of them. But I, I am, I, I'm, I'm saying I had them, I had them in Texas A&M on my bracket. I didn't know who to go with, so I picked TCU. I'm very disappointed in Buzz and, and the AMM team from the Big 12. I thought they were going to make way more noise, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. In any event, we just want to say Purdue. My heart bleeds purple piss for you, okay? I will not feel sorry for any of these schools punching out your, your, your wall in your dressing room and everything that goes on. This is the beauty of March Madness, people that are listening. It's why I've been watching this thing for about 50 years, because you only get one chance. Mm-hmm. It's only no no tomorrow. We're not going to sit around and say, what about best of three? Either you shit or get off the pot. Congratulations to Fairleigh Dickinson, though. For winning, we, we've got to give them credit. This is, I think, their first win. Their first win in a... Uh, in the tournament? In the tournament. Like, they're 0 and whatever. They always get in because they're from that conference. There's only one... You know, the, all those conferences. Yeah, like the, the 12th through 16 seeds, they're winners of, like, the The, the Summit League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, and The Sun Belt League yeah. and all of those. But they're, and they only the get one West. pick. Yeah, they only get <laughs> one pick per... Like, you win, you go. You, nobody's getting invited because of quality you're there. And there's another weird rule, too. There's a team called Merrimack that didn't get in. You know that teams are trying to get in? Like, Kinesa gave um, a team a run there, too. Is um, If you get in there, you know you're not allowed into the tournament for the first five years? Once you get into D1? If you get to D1. You, if, hmm. So, a couple teams. This is the second time it's happened where teams have won their conference, but they don't get to play because they got to wait. I don't understand. Uh, that's not fair. Isn't it? it really? That's, I don't get I don't get. That's weird NCAA rules. Yeah. I mean, are, can they get into NIT at least? Or? Oh, yeah, I think they can get invited to NIT, okay. but they're not allowed in the big dance. That's weird. Isn't it? And, I, and, and other people are saying they should wait two years. But what's happening is, like, especially a school like Merrimack, yeah. uh, they've got some money, and they went to the portal. So they just stole a bunch of guys, got a team, and going, and we won the division. So people are saying you, they, they, they're like, you got to earn your stripes, so right. to speak. There's no earning your stripes in college anymore. There's, it's the, the door is open. That, yeah. Once that portal was there, when everyone went down that rabbit hole and look what's happening. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it seems like a, a bit of an outdated rule. Well, I, I, well we're going to see anyway because what players are going to move. What team was it? I forget now the coach went there. Took four players from Cleveland State. I didn't even know Cleveland State had a decent team. And he moved them on to his team, and now they, they've won a game. I, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. might even have been Miami, but I don't think so. I think it could have been Indiana or one of those teams. Any In any event... If you want to enjoy some good sports that are very good, everyone, go tune into March Madness. There's going to be eight games on today. I'm sure three or four of these games are going to be highly entertaining. I hope so, too. So, yeah, my final four. Uh, the other one, Marquette, we didn't mention. Alabama, Houston, Marquette, UCLA. That's my final four. Well, that's good. I'm glad two you ones, took Marquette. Two so the house that happens is gambling on Marquette and Shaka. So if you're listening, Shaka, get us there. Take us to the promised land. We, got, we want some money, if you know what I mean. But speaking of money... 
we'll have to switch to what goes on in this great city called in the GT, our GTA, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are they riding the ship, Mr. Milani? Uh, I mean, my thing about them is they look way better in front of Samsonov. In front of Murray, they look uh, noticeably less confident. Why? <laughs> it's... Well, I mean, just look at the numbers. Okay, that's and they just flashed it up there. Do you see Samsonov's numbers at home are off the charts? He's what? Unbelievable. Eight, 18 and 2 or something? 18, 2 and 2? I don't Whatever know. Whatever it is. He's just got unbelievable numbers at home. Here's what I've noticed about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't think they've meshed yet after all these trades. And one of my things says I think they made too many. That was my call. They made They're starting many. to come together, though. And don't forget uh, that they're still without their biggest... Uh, trade deadline pickup and Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, well, but he's gonna. I think they're saying like he's close to coming back. I'm of the belief if they had just traded for O'Reilly and picked up a defenseman and did nothing else, they would have been fine because I think it did screw up the chemistry of the team for beginning. But they still got what 15 games to go. Yeah, they got 12. 15 games to figure so, it out. I think they're gonna figure it out. So I'm gonna say this: the Colorado game the other night was amazing. Like you except know, for the shootout. Well, yeah, but that's that was they, one of the worst shootouts I've ever seen. Okay, I wish they could get rid of this shootout. Can we have yeah. a ten minutes overtime? Like the shootout thing. Like I think the play. It, uh, I think I, I think it would be a tough one for the players to agree to. Why? Because they don't want to play anymore. It's like we played. That's what it's about. That's that's why. Hundred percent. I know that. So we're gonna get back to my other big beef from other generations. Better equipment. Better, 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 better. You know what I'm. You know where I'm going with this, right? They also have better guys representing them. So there you go. The whole nine yards, and then all of a everything's sudden, better. And then they go, but we don't want to play. That's what drives me nuts. But, yeah. it, but and meanwhile, the price of those tickets are going to keep going up. Oh, sure, that's not going to. Okay, so now what I'm saying is that, like, I, I think there's got to be a breaking point somewhere here. I don't know on what sport and where and why, but something's got to really shake on this. But um, because they don't want to play, and everyone goes, we don't want a shootout. Oh, we don't want this. We don't want that. Well, who who, who gets a break here? Well, I think the the shootout. That's more of the fans. That's whatever, well, definitely like the fans' perspective. But like every time Gary Batman brings up, he always says like, "Oh, the fans love it." So he obviously doesn't think it's an issue. Listen, I don't trust. Uh, I've Batman never heard. Anymore. I've never. I've never heard the players complain about it. No, I haven't either. There you go. Then okay, I always think it's this. This is what I hear too. Okay, it's like, how do we get to the airport after the game? Do I get home in time to catch last call and meet my girlfriend? Yeah, there you like, go. You know, if you're going from Toronto to Columbus, if the game's over, we get to the airport. I can get last call when I get home or whatever. That sounds kind of ridiculous, but players have that kind of stuff. Sleeping in their own bed. All that kind of nonsense. Creatures of habit. You got it. So what I'm saying is that if everything's catered for you now, why can't you give us five more minutes, a 10-minute overtime instead of a five? And you know what? Go down to three players if you have to. Well, they're already I mean, do you mean down to two. No, that would just be... That'd be way too much open ice. Yeah, that's the three. But I'm saying, why don't they go three and go 10 minutes? You're going to get a goal in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to... every like I, I think that they should... If they did it in the minors... Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Go down to the AHL and say, from now on, because those guys aren't going to have any say. They're happy to be in the AHL. You know what, though? My brother brought up an interesting point uh, about overtime, how even the overtime, it's getting the three-on-three is getting a little boring in some ways because yes. it's been it's being overcoached, right, where guys are, like, kind of retreating into their own zone. My brother suggested an interesting thing about, like, basically, like, preventing, like, once it's three-on-three overtime, you can't, like, retreat into your own zone. Okay, so you can't go back yeah. by center. I agree, too, because then it looks like something I used to do in road hockey. Exactly. Pick up the ball and zoom all the way back and see where it is and see if I could deke everybody out. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? But you got to go back there to, to do it. Uh, I, I'm not – that premise is interesting 
because it does happen in overtime. You see, they go right back happens to their goalie. Lot. They happens pick it up and they don't get. You know what it is? Because that puck control. So they go back there possession, to open up, yeah. yeah, to get the possession and, and come back up. And sometimes when they they skate it up, it does look good if the passing works. If it works. If it works, it looks pretty damn cool. But I'm 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 advocating for ten minute overtime. I think we're going to get it. Like screw the players thing. Give give the fans what they want. Isn't that what it's all about? Should be. You know what I mean? And we're going to find out anyway because that game last night, very good game for the Leafs. It was tight. It was a way that they put it away late, and that's how they're going to have to play in the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were kind of in control that one from the whole time, though. Wouldn't you, you say? Think? Yeah. Well, I didn't get to see as much of the game as I wanted to. I'm just saying they were that, up like pretty much the whole time. Yeah, they 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 uh, they got control of the game and they took it there. One of, one of the things that I find interesting is your boy got sat last night. He was a healthy scratch. Justin Hall. Yep. Okay, so they only went with six defensemen, right? I thought they went with seven. A seven again? I thought so. What is up with this seven defense garbage? Is Bill <laughs> Gustafson can come and play in the power play? Is that what it is? Because they traded for him, they want him on the ice for that purpose. Uh that's probably part of it. What happens when the playoffs come? I mean, Tampa Bay won with 7D. That's true, too, isn't it? But the one guy was just a power play specialist. Most, uh, of, them, most of the time, Luke Shen was the 7th D, though, I thought. Was on it? those two teams, yeah. I can't remember. But anyways, they could win. I, My I, whole thing with 7D is that, like, if you got the guys that can do it, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And then, like, it, you kind of got the advantage of, like, you can scramble all the lines up, and that's just, like, you kind of just, like, go on, like, who's who's going, you know? Okay, so I'm— You don't I, have to be worried about, like, line one, line two, line three. You could just be like, these guys are going, I can lean on them a little bit more. I don't know. It, it gives you—strangely enough, gives you a little bit more freedom in some places. I, I know where you're going, but I—okay, I'll look at it this way. If I can get Mariner and Matthews and Tavares on the ice more— then I'm all, all for it. So if the seven defensemen, because I've noticed well, that, that's, that, that's one thing I've noticed the Leafs have been doing, especially in the, in the Colorado game the other night. You look at the third period, it seemed like Matthews and Marner were out there every 15 every, seconds. Like every other shift, Every basically. other shift, yeah. they were out there. And that's, I don't mind that because now, here's what I'm going to say to those guys. They don't want to play that extra five minutes of overtime. But I'm telling you what, they like that extra oh, ice time yeah, in the do. third period oh, yeah. because then that, you know what I mean, that's more scoring, that's more points, that's more money. Let's go to the table and talk at my agent in there and say this. So don't you think there's a bit of a hot hypocrisy going on here? Like you want it here, but you don't want it there. Well, as long as it's in like these <laughs> these confines. You yeah, know? well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, I don't, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm, I'm saying here at the house that happens, we're fan friendly first. And I'm saying let's go overtime 10 minutes and you guys stay out there and play more. You got your power. Drink. You've got your Biosteel now. They're the, they're the official sponsor. Whatever the case may be, all. But you know what I'm saying. And like, and I've had many arguments about this, like bar talk, about that. And it seems that you younger guys kind of go, well, you know, no, it's not what you what you know. Back in the day, I seen Guy Lafleur stay on the ice for two minutes at a time, and he smoked. <laughs> Okay, so let's. How can you? Well, not? there's reports of like that. Still, some NHL players do have like smoke breaks during intermission. So. Oh, I know that. I there's no doubt. They're hockey guys. They're from Canada. They drink beer and smoke cigarettes. Come on. We're not, and the and Europeans too. Yep. I hear it's a couple of European guys that are out there, but nobody's saying who it is. There's just a well, rumor. Well, of course like, not. So then, like, what, were you afraid to let people know you have a cigarette? I don't know. Oh, of course, of course they are. They'd get slammed by the media. Are you kidding me? Uh. They'd get slammed by us. Um, you know what? I, I don't know. I Okay, so my favorite story is when Bob Barry took over the Montreal Canadiens um, at the end of that run back at the 70s and the early 80s, and he barred 
smoking from the dressing room, which just sounds ludicrous today. Imagine that. We're burning smoking in the dressing room. Well, what, they smoke in the dressing room? But everybody knows the three L's. And the two trainers would go in there and they'd sit outside the dressing room with two trainers blocking the door so the media could take pictures. Be Lafleur, Lambert, and LaRouche. All having oh, butts. darts. <laughs> in between periods. Bob Berry said, you couldn't smoke in the dressing room? Now, who's going to tell Guy Lafleur what to do? Now, God bless you, Guy Lafleur. Maybe you're not here now because of those two or three decks that you were putting back. They see Lafleur used to skate around with a butt in his mouth. Like at practice in the morning, oh he'd have God. a butt in his mouth when he's getting ready because he'd come out there early and like to have the skates. Like Lafleur <laughs> loves skating, but that's not the point. The point is what I'm trying to get back to is these players today, if, you, if it's all better, Mr. Milani, didn't you not say it's better? It's better. Of course. It's better. Then stay on the ice more. Give me more of what you got. I even, You know what? I even hate this. Like who came up with this analytic? Oh, uh, what's that stuff that you build up in your, in your bones so that's why you only have that 45-second shift is maximum? Then you jump off and get another four because that acid in your thing, you sit down and you get it loose. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. I just think it's all bullshit to tell you the truth. In my opinion, <laughs> get out there and play. I would love to get a sports science person on here so we can oh, we, have a debate about that. We are. There's a lot of things I want to debate about that. There's a couple guys we're going to get in the near future that we're going to discuss strictly analytics, um, working out training regiments and the whole nine yards. Because then once you pour this out to me, then I'm going to kick you and say, play more. Why not play more hockey, please? But I, I mean, that, that, that you, you brought it up here. It's interesting. About, I don't, I don't like the seven defensemen, but I do like the like the line shift. So I'm going to contradict myself. I do like when I seen the third period the other night. If Mar you have, the, if you have the seventy that can make it work, I mean, it could be really valuable. The problem was before, like in years past, when the Leafs tried to play, they just didn't have the personnel to make it work, and you were down a forward because of it. You know, so. I, but you know, I think uh, Keith's a good coach. I think he is a good coach. I think, he, and he's proven. Like, I, I don't think that, he, uh, like, he should stay around. Like, there should be a future with this guy for a number of years. The way that he manipulates the game, the way that he uses his, his personnel in the third period, especially when that game, like Colorado, the other night, they mm -hmm. were trying to like, go for the win. But look at McKinnon was out there every 10 seconds too oh sure so you know what i'm saying his line was out there and what i really liked about a lot of times it was out there it was mano to mano it was number one line against yep. number one line and you know in that last 10 minutes they, everybody was going for it that's why the level of game was so cool that's why i love hockey you know what i mean when you mm -hmm. get there like look at the speed of that game by the third period there oh, was yeah. no mucking around there was no calgary out there trying to slow it down there was no left wing lock these guys were going at it the big saves big goalies i loved it i thought that's the kind of hockey i want to see and of course the playoffs is coming that's what we're going to get mm -hmm. oh by the way in that game did you see they were hitting each other <laughs> yes. they were actually hitting i guess they're getting prepared for the getting playoff. ready for playoffs so we got to start hitting people but as we we're saying about playoffs let's look around at the divisions what do you think is going to go on one of the things that i have to back off with and they lost last night was i was really in love with carolina so if you listen to the show i was really giving carolina i can't do that anymore bro i can't first of all they don't have a go-to guy no they don't have a go-to they're solid team very solid really, and i even think that there's six defensemen are as probably good as a unit as anybody in the league, including Boston. Like, mm -hmm. they've got six serviceable defensemen, and they play solid hockey. But they don't have that. And are they even a top-10 scoring team? I'm not sure. Let's check that quickly. I don't even think they're a top, which I don't want to... I don't know. I don't want to bash Carolina because they've had a great season. And they were a preseason pick to win the division and a preseason mm -hmm. Final Four team. 
They still may get there as we speak, but I'm I'm saying right now, Jersey's chasing them down. They'll get. Yeah, the they're like they're low top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, because they got enough course, but I mean, they, well, they have like because they got depth, right? Oh, big time, and they they got it's the defense. Their forward group is deep too. They just don't have that top tier guy. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They, they they can roll those four lines, and they're interchangeable, and they they that's why they're they're um they're they're, they're damn good. They're top five defensively. Oh sure, you know what I mean, and I, and I give that, but I don't think they're going anywhere in the playoffs. No, I don't think they got the goalie either that can really steal them a series. Like that's your old guy. I've I know I've gone uh, I've talked about guy. how uh, he's that's, <laughs> that's why he's not my guy now. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, well, we, we sh- I want to give him some love. He's played some good games. He has, but I mean, like his he, his save percentage is like just barely over nine hundred with that team. That's that's not good. Okay, you know what? The part of the reason is when we we're looking about analytics. Okay, he's let up some sh- he's let in some goals, but the defense is good enough that Carolina doesn't give up a ton of shots. Sure. Okay, so that means if he gives up that one goal and then he got only so many but shots. Like that, that's one that Carolina, like, don't have that big guy that can make up for that, though, right? So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, where do we take analytics with this? Is it like save percentage is significant? I agree. No doubt. Okay, it is significant. But sometimes the save percentage is based on, like, Kerry Price had a great, great uh, couple years, had a great percentage. But you know what? He was facing too many shots. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't want my goalie to face that many shots. So that was Freddie's problem in Toronto. What's that? He was always like, t- he was always like number one in shots against. Yeah. Yeah. But but he got he had a better save percentage then too, right? Yeah. His he had like he was had like a nine fifteen like around there. That was a save percentage in Toronto. And that's okay. And that's solid to have for any goalie. Agreed. But now, if you let in a couple goals, but you see less shots, that's naturally the math says your your save percentage is going to be a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that you're playing any worse? No, I don't think so. I just think it's because you see less shots. Like Harry Price, remember those couple years, even the two years ago when when, when we made the run, uh, when we made the run to the finals. Yeah. You see some of the games, we were just giving up 35, 40 shots a night. That's insane. How did we? So which we were anomaly. We were an outlier yeah. then because if you looked at all of our analytic type numbers on that Montreal Canadian team, we shouldn't even have made the playoffs. Maybe you know what well, I mean? Well, it was because it, it was a weak Canadian division, right? Agreed, agreed. But then we got there and we went on that roll. Mm. But even though the nights like when we beat you guys, some nights what were the shots on goal? You guys were getting thirty eight shots on yeah. goal. We were getting twenty two and we were winning well, well, it overtime. Well, well uh-huh. there was yeah. that, and, and I was gonna say, but even but like games. Two, three, and four of that series, like the Leafs, like rolled over you guys. Dominated, dominated. The problem was games five and six, the Leafs couldn't close. That's right. And we had guys. What was it uh, Dermot and uh, Galchenyuk? They each like had like bad giveaways in overtime. I'll oh, never the, forget the those. Galchen- they, they, they shipped him right out of town. Oh, that was directly <laughs> because of that. He's ne- he's never been seen again. That was <laughs> yeah, the overtime had, goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was the worst giveaway ever. I can't remember which one was the Suzuki one, if it was the Dermot giveaway or the... I want to say it was the Galchenyuk one. I think it was the Galchenyuk yeah. one because that was like a highlight film, don't ever do this, an open ice going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, and who was back there? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was shipped out of town immediately, right? Oh, they yeah, they didn't re-sign him. No, and Galchenyuk that. still got a job, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's playing where? He's playing in... I, don't, I know he had a contract in Arizona last year. But he, he's gone somewhere now. Someone picked him up at the trade deadline. Was it uh, Colorado? No maybe? way. Someone picked him up. Check out Miguel Chenya, because I noticed him on on a score sheet the other night, and I said... Really? Well, yeah. I think he's playing. Oh, he is on Colorado. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, but look at his, listen to his uh, stat line. Six six games played, 
no points, dash five. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but he is playing four line. And how many minutes is he playing? I don't know that. He, he's uh, like 10 minutes, I think he's playing. Yeah, but I mean, the way he's going, he's probably not going to have a job there soon. Well, they needed, look, they needed, they had some depth problem. The thing about Galchenyuk, and let's give the guy a break, he can skate and shoot. He's got skill. Yeah, but what, what happened to it? Him and who was his other buddy that was in Edmonton that was the other Russian guy? Oh, Yakupov. Where is he? He's back in Russia. Okay, that's what I'm he's, saying. So the like, guy, he's the Yakupov. He's the biggest bust of my generation. There you go. And him and Galchenyuk both came in the league as guys. Well, they're they, both they, on the same junior team, too. Exactly. <laughs> and not only that, but they had pedigree because of their, their families. Remember, they're mm. Russian. They're, they're all, their uh, uncles and fathers yeah. all played for the national team. So these guys had lineage. So remember, they were, remember Yakupov? He was like, maybe he was going to be a generational Yeah, talent. since they're like a can't-miss guy. Yeah, exactly. And then we took Galchenyuk. Because I thought, finally, we took a big forward. This guy's going to be great. I remember being so upset that because I wanted the Leafs to draft Galchenyuk so badly that time, and I was so upset. Yeah, and then we got him and said, now, aren't you glad you didn't yeah. draft him? It would have been a waste of a draft. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, for as much as we uh, harp on Riley here, I'm glad that we snatched him up that draft. Oh, that's oh, for sure. No, no, in the long run, of course. And you know what? Riley's just having an up-and-down year. I think he's, he's going to be He's been having an up-and-down couple years since uh, the engagement. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I shouldn't say that. Okay, but. But, well, whatever the case may be, he looked good last night. He had a good game last night. He played solid against Colorado. He did. I think that sometimes Keith hides him. I mean, you kind of have to. When, no, like especially when you're playing at home. All of a sudden, he's not out in the ice when McKinnon's on the ice. You know what I'm I don't want him there. I'd rather have the shutdown pair like yeah, uh, yeah. McCabe or those guys. Okay, Giordano. What, what is your shutdown pair? And I think Giordano should stay with um, um, Lilligren. Is that who that, that's a combo yeah. right now? Yeah, I think and then they they're playing McCabe on. with, uh, I think McCabe-Shen is a pair that they're trying to get together too now. That's too clumsy. I think where's think Brody? So? I think Brody's a guy. Was Brody stay with Riley? They I think they're playing Brody with Riley. Trying to get that pair Every going again. Every game, it seems that they just Riley plays with a different guy. Well, I mean, Keith has really been shuffling the deck lately, which I'm not. I don't have a real problem with. That's I, my problem before with Keith was that he was too conservative with his pairs. Like he wouldn't change it until like the last game of the playoffs, and it's like, okay, buddy, like too little, too late. So, but I'm you know? saying going into the playoffs, you better have you better have your uh, your your. Uh, Everybody should be lined up. They should have, you know, when you're going to playoffs, you, you have a defined lineup, so to speak. I, I think he's going to do some more experimenting for the next five or so games. I think the last 10, he's gonna, really going to lock it in. That's uh, my prediction. Okay, so do you think that they've got enough points that they're going to stay ahead of Tampa Bay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they've yeah. got to gotta secure that home. They, they have a game in hand, and they're up by three points. I think they do it. I think they hold on to home ice. Okay, so now you're, we're talking about Jersey and California, Carolina. Do you think Jersey's going to catch him? Yes. I do too, and I, I I think we talked about that on the previous show where we we actually discussed it. We said that it, it looks like there's a good possibility that Jersey's going to come down because Jersey does have the go-to guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They do, and you know what they they always talk about Jack Hughes and that Pratt guy. They're a little bit smaller, but all their other guys are big. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yep. So they got two little guys, but the rest of the team is big. So they're protected when they're out there, don't you think? I think 100%. Jersey's a, I think Jersey's a great looking team right now. You know what I mean? And they're mm -hmm. firing on all cylinders, and so they're they're peaking going into the playoffs. Is that the expression, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, but the thing about, like, teams peaking, coming to the playoffs and, you know, leading to playoff success, I think that's a bit of a misnomer. You think? Yeah. Well, I, I've seen I've seen teams, like, go down the stretch, they're the hottest thing ever, and then all of a sudden, like, boom. they get that, that week off, yeah, and then they're done. And there seems like they kind of, like, they're kind of scrambling, you know, heading down that stretch, and then all of a sudden, you know, they just have that... 
whatever those few days off the reset then you know they pull well, off the upset I always, you know I, I, I always say this like we know this better have a couple big defensemen back there oh, of course. you gotta have a big defenseman and you better have some pretty good goaltending but you know but I'm always saying you gotta have a go-to guy mm-hmm. if you don't have a go-to guy you're not gonna win and look at the Stanley Cup last few years why is Tampa there they had the go-to guy. What, what Colorado won last year, mm-hmm. they had a go-to guy. Someone's got to break it open when you need to break out time to play. So I'm saying that Jersey's there. And if Jersey goes there, I think that Jersey and Boston in the conference final would be great. That would be. You know what I'm saying? If they happen to go there. Because I think what teams can beat Boston? <laughs> I don't think That's any, the big question. Exactly, can, or can anybody beat yeah. Boston? Which is making me sick. I'm not counting on New York yet, though. The Rangers. Okay, so here we go. I, I was going to get to the Rangers. The problem with them is, look at the road they got to travel to get there. Like, who says they're going to get out of the first round? They're going to uh, play what, Carolina the, or they're going to play Jersey. I would give them a pretty good chance against Carolina. Okay, I'll give them. I'll say, okay, at the house that happens. And then it, New York, New Jersey, that's oh, going to be oh, a freaking, like. A bloodbath. Yeah, there you go. I'm hoping like hell. And, and you know what? ESPN in America, they're screaming for that. Of course. You know what I mean? Every time it's the Devils Rangers, that's oh. like that's a fantastic series. Okay, well here we go, and I, that's why I hope they don't play in the first round, and I hope that Jersey gets. I hope back. that's round two as well. You know what I mean? Because like we're gonna have some first round um, upsets from somewhere, but I don't know who. I want to say uh, while we're talking about first round things, what about the legacy of um, Crosby and Malkin and not having won in the first round? They've never got past the first round, what, since Jesus was a baby? <laughs> since they won the cup. Since they won the cup. They have not gotten past the first round. This is Sidney Crosby and Malkin. I, I, and Latang. That's not on them, though. That's uh, that's bad management. Let's be real. Oh, they, no, no, no. You, you're no, on that no, team. No, no, it is bad you're management. You're on that team. You're, you're, Sydney, you're Sid the Kid. You're Malkin. You got Latang bringing it up for okay, you. Okay, and your GM keeps throwing you an anchor. Oh, here's Jack Johnson okay. on a five-year deal. Here's Matheson on a five-year okay. deal. Here's no goalie. Oh, okay, but if you are great players, don't you rise up? Isn't it? You got to win a point. What if they lose in the first round uh, again Trist- this year? I'm sorry, but Tristan Jari's lost them some big playoff series. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I'm not going to say that, but okay. They're going to start off playing who? The um, either, either whoever wins the Metro. So I'm going to say New Jersey or Boston. It's going to be one of those two teams. They're going to get smacked in the first round. Five games. Wow. So that's going to be the legacy. If of they, if they play the Devils, maybe they can push it to six because the Devils are a little more inexperienced. Actually, you know, if they play Boston, that's probably a sweep. Oh, yeah. But they may play Boston in the first round, right? There's a chance. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. What what is it going to be? Mind you, I think it's they're probably going to line up against the Metro winner. So in any yeah. event, I'm just talking about the legacy of like they're going to say it doesn't matter. Sid's got three cups. I think that's unfair. Really? Yeah. I think you got to rise up. So what are you going to do? He's Stop. won three cups. He's got two finals or two What have you smites. done for me lately? That's not fair though. We know that. I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just putting it out there because the other call is this. When does McDavid win his Stanley Cup? You see, it's all about. That's another one. Another one of bad management, though. Okay, so we're gonna always. Okay, the general. You might have to like pull a LeBron, go to another city. Well, I I hope not. I think that Sid should stay in Pittsburgh forever. Him and Malkin. Well, okay, I'm I'm talking more about McDavid. I think he will leave Edmonton one day. I seriously believe. First of all, who wants to live in Edmonton for starters? Okay, (laughs) let's just go there. He's got the heated driveway. Uh, So. I don't care. He's a Toronto boy. It's true. Okay, so he's going to, he, like, imagine, like, you, you grew up in Toronto. Now they're making you live in Edmonton. Have you ever been to Edmonton? 
I've been to Banff in the summer. That's okay, it. that's amazing. That's a party town. That's and all, that's southern Alberta too, so a little uh, different. Okay, but. exactly. So I've been to Edmonton, and you know why I haven't been to Edmonton in thirty years? That's why I have been to Edmonton. And I don't want to disrespect the Edmonton people or anything like that. It's just that, no, that no. Out, out west flavor is not my style. God bless them all. I think it's a great, great province. Calgary, Alberta, Dawson Creek, all the Grand Prairie, do the whole run up there. It's all amazing stuff. I don't want to live there. And if you're a player on the caliber of, of Connor McDavid, who, who grew up in the GTA, there's, a, there's something about living in a city like Toronto, New York, Chicago. L.A. L.A. You know that that mentality. We've grown up. But you, 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 it's inbred in you, Mr. Milano. Oh, yeah. You don't even, even GTA, know it. born and raised. Is what I'm saying. So we'll give you that. Now, you're going to put you in an outpost like Edmonton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's already played there eight years. And what are yeah. Edmonton's prospects for the playoffs? They have moved finally into that third spot yeah but they're slated to play if the playoffs start today they'd be playing la in the first round which i do not think bodes well for the oilers that would be a great series though so uh, i think that has the potential to go down like a. they get whipped yeah it, it has that potential but i'm saying here's my point because la they're looking good and they're 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 coming on strong coming down very the stretch strong, okay very strong they, they might go past vegas you know, I they actually will. I think they, they will, will go past Vegas because I think they play better defensively. Yep. I I think they play better defensively. I think they just play better as a team. Like, like they're more structured. Oh yeah, LA it seems or Vegas rather like they uh, seem a little scattered. Uh, uh, at one times. Pro- uh, and they and Jack Eichel really hasn't gotten oh. going. He had a, he had a pretty good start to the season, but that was no, about he's, it. He's like he's another one of those generations. He's a big boy too, eh? It's like six three or he something. Play, he doesn't play like I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Maybe Buffalo was good to get rid of him. Maybe his back's never going to be the same. I don't know. I I'm mean, they saying. they got uh, a pretty good deal from Vegas. Peyton Krebs, Alex. Oh Tuck, yeah, they no, got yeah, back. yeah, yeah. They yeah, they, it worked out. But Buffalo got the better end of this deal. It's appearing to be that way. But let's get back to this legacy thing for a second, okay? Now we're going to go to the playoffs, and I'm of the belief you got to have that go-to guy to win. We're talking about Mount Rushmore's and Connor McDavid and all of this talk. When does he win a Stanley Cup? McDavid? McDavid, I mean, yeah. When does he win a Stanley Cup? So now if he doesn't win, it's going to be the ninth year. Now it's going to be the check on the wall. When does he win? It's going to be like, you know, when you don't look at here in Toronto, people are screaming for just a series win. And yeah. the clock keeps ticking and everybody's nervous. You know when they start playing against Tampa Bay, this city's going to be nervous. Of course. Okay, I said it last night, a bunch of Leaf fans in Brampton. And I said, what about, what, how are you going to feel at the start of the first round? These are hardcores. These guys were out to see a show. They were wearing their St. Patty's leaf stuff, just like you've seen on the TV. Sure. Some of them had the green one, some of them had the white one, but they represented the Leafs at this show last night. It was good. By the way, it was a very good show at Rose Theater in Brampton, the Joshua Tree Classic Albums. If you ever get a chance to see this stuff, go, go there. But, of course, I showed up in my Montreal Irish gear just because. <laughs> but I said, okay, we're going to start the playoffs tomorrow, people. What do you say right now? They all stopped. Nobody talked. Everybody froze. And I immediately said, see, until they start playing the playoffs game, look, if you guys are acting like this, what's the team going to act like? What is the legacy? You lose again, you're going to cry again. So I'm just going, You got. it's about winning, bro. It's about it winning. So how can Connor McDavid is going to have to win a Stanley Cup win? I this mean, it's hard, it's, hard when, it's hard when his team has like, what, two or three top four defensemen on there? 
Okay, I agree. They're going to have a little trouble there. So Goaltending's been a big issue with that team. I don't need to remind anyone oh, about that. that. And we, we back Stuart to... Skinner's the starter again. Oh, my All-star God. Stuart oh, Skinner. All-star Stuart <laughs> Okay, if you, you know what? If you do look at the tapes at House of Happens, we should be successful in saying that we called this, that Toronto made the right move, not giving Campbell that money. I've said this many uh, times. You, with you goalies, we, like you, you got to spend six mil around there on, on your tandem. On your tandem? Oh, yeah. Six million combined. Yeah, maybe closer. To, I think the Leafs are spending seven on their tandem this year, but it's kind of, it's in, in that ballpark. What is Murray making anyway? Four something? He's making more than Samsonov. Yeah, he is. But uh, Samsonov's uh, on, 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 like, if he wins in the playoff round, Toronto's going to have to pay him or he's leaving town. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because he's unrestricted at the end of the no, year. No, he's right? restricted. Oh, he's still restricted. He, he still is, yeah. I think he's got like two years of restricted free agency left. Like he's have two more years of team controller, I guess you would call it in baseball terms. But Okay, so that's good for Toronto because he's proven that he's going to be the number one. And we said that. I think he's still going to be the number one goalie at the uh, when they start the playoffs. And all these Leaf guys that said last night, they did like that. They agree. Like you talk around the city and people are serious about the team. Everyone's saying Samsonov should play game one. Oh, I mean, he's top five in goals against. He's top five in save percentage. Huge record at home. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? And like you you alluded to earlier, they seem to play a little bit more confidently in oh, front of him. Oh, way more confident in front of him. So what happens when they start the playoffs? Three so, shutouts on the year. Okay, so what, what's, what's Murray going to do? Does he take the bench? Who's your number one? Because well, they, the like yeah. they act like Murray's still the number one. I think they're just trying to, trying to see if they can get him going. Yeah, get him going out of town. What's his contract here? He's got one more year left. He's got one more year anyway. So keep the duo and you're going to get there. Exactly. You know, and hope because they got to win a first round. But as we were saying here, it's going to be really hard to beat Boston. I think all the other chatter we have around that is based on teams hoping to make a run, and mm -hmm. then they're going to run into Boston eventually. You know what I'm yeah. saying, especially in there? And I'm just saying, who has the potential to beat them? I think Toronto has the potential to beat them. You know what I mean? I think Toronto has the potential to make that a series. All right, man. You got to say, you got to win. Like Jersey. Like you said, what if Jersey gets a shot at him? You know, because Jersey plays a little bit quicker than most teams. Like, you know, their yeah. skating style? Like, th that's a team that could give, I don't know, could they give Boston a, a, a trouble? You know what I'm hoping? It's like one of those years, like, back in the day when St. Louis had, like, a million points lost in the first round. Pittsburgh early at the time, like Mario Lemieux's days, mm -hmm. had a whole bunch of points lost in the first round. I'm hoping that happens to Boston. Feverently. I hope it happens. I hope they get hit by a this bus. Isn't any, this isn't your average President's Trophy winning team, though. No, this is, this is a generational looking. Like, look at their record. Look at yep. both ways. They got the six defensemen. They're all big. They score. They got go-to guys, and they got vermin. Yeah. They all, well, people are comparing them to the 2002 Red Wings, mm. which I don't – maybe I need to remind some of our longer, younger listeners, but uh, they won the President's Trophy – and they really dominated all the way to the Stanley oh, Cup. Oh wait, there was there was a question with the five Russians too, right? This was a little. This was like when they got Hashik and like uh, Robitaille. Oh right, those right. guys. Shani was on that team too, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that was a that solid was Fedorov, uh, his one of his last years with Detroit. Yeah, and Lindstrom hadn't been hurt yet. Right? I'm not Lindstrom. Uh, Cosentino. Mm -hmm. He was a big guy there until too, but that's really a sin that. Drinking and driving. Look what happened. Oh no! This was this was after that. Was that was after yeah. that? That team was better. Wasn't Cosentino on that team? No, he was on the '97 team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was a 2002. What that, that was, was after the '97 celebration at the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it, let, let's let's have a drunk driver drive drunk people with uh, without a valid license at the and time too. Valid, oh my God! Anyways, we don't get negative about that. God bless the guy; he was a great defenseman in his time. It's interesting that they're gonna that they are comparing to the the twenty two thousand two two thousand two team because that was a great hockey team, and they dominated from beginning to end. Were they the last? Uh, are they the last team to do both? Uh, 08 Red Wings were the last one to do that. Yeah. Like when the they're the only team to do it in the cap era. Or no, sorry, 2013 the lockout year Chicago did it. Oh right, Chicago but I don't know. But uh, that's uh, kind of like uh, that was two thirds of a season. You know, okay, is that like the bubble thing in the NBA? Correct. <laughs> Something went wrong there. Not quite. In but. any event, in any event, I'm really thinking that we're going to have some as usual. We should have a dynamite first round of the playoffs because by the time we're talking next week we'll be down to what seven or eight games left mm-hmm. is always going to be and i said so now it's just going to be jockeying for position yeah and like really in the east uh just like the wild card spots are still kind of up for grabs i think pittsburgh's still in there like i said before but man the islanders are just barely hanging on there florida is kind of like florida's got two games in hand three points back and they're like breathing down their necks i don't think washington's gonna come back buffalo i think they had too many bad games no i don't think they play themselves out ottawa fell back down to earth detroit's done yeah do you think florida's gonna get in i I think they i think they're gonna make it close at at the very least the thing is this is gonna be a disaster for florida missing the playoffs Oh, because they got no first-round picks. Yeah, well, not only that, because they... I'm not saying they went all in, but they kind of... They kind of did. And and we're going to kind of... If you you make that many moves and you end up not making the playoffs, that's got to be a huge failure. The one thing they do have uh, on the Islanders, though, is the Islanders don't have uh, Barzal healthy. Mm. Uh, Florida is pretty healthy, from what I gather. Yeah, Patrick Patrick Hornquist on IR, but I don't think he's played a single game this year. The problem is, like, I just think that Florida, I thought they were going to be better. Like, like um, as a whole, like, as a team, mm-hmm. like, I thought they would be one of the ones, like, maybe even taking a shot at winning the division. After last year, like, you take the next step, and they've taken a big fall down. But you called that earlier in the year. I remember you were saying you didn't believe in Florida at all. Yep. And here they are. They're not going to make the playoffs. I think that's going to be a horrible disaster for the organization. But they still got a chance to get in there. You know what I mean? They're only yeah. three points back. And what do they got? They got 12 games to go, 14 games yeah. to go. Yeah, two games oh, in hand on the Islanders. We're mm, right above them. Mm, but they got to win those games, right? Yeah. And uh, the Islanders have the tiebreaker as of right now. 78. Oh, it's going to be close. And I'm like, 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 Pittsburgh's not out of the woods either. They're not, but they have the same amount of games played as Florida with three games more or three points more. So it's a little bit more of a cushion that they have. I'm I'm hoping they get in for Sid, and I hope Sid wins in the first. They round. will get. There's no way Pittsburgh's missing the playoffs this year. There's no way. You heard it here first. How does that happen? First. He's guaranteeing. And if they miss it, I'd feel bad for Sid if they did because something seems to happen here in hockey now. People forget. Like you know, it's it's like the new thing. What have you done for me lately? Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. People forget. Like Sidney Crosby is still a top ten scoring player. I think he's in the top yeah, 10, top 15 is, or anyway. He's but 12th. But he's, he's on pace for like a 100-point season, that's basically. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So he's playing, uh, uh, still playing solid hockey. It, it, what it has proven to me is that Pittsburgh will always be an outpost of hockey. Always. I don't care what anyone says. If they win the Stanley Cup, like then what happens to the Stanley Cup, everyone forgets about him. Yep. So they're not like no dominating hockey market, no dominating whatever, but they have good history. Because mm-hmm. you got to figure now what that, they've got five cups. 
Five cups. They got five cups. She was immune. So they have three some, with the Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. So they have some legacy, but you'd never think they have any legacy. Like they talk about Philadelphia more and their legacy. And what is Philadelphia? They haven't won a Stanley Cup in fifty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know how you know what I'm saying about how people look at markets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even though Philly. Well, Philadelphia is a bigger town, right? Agreed. And but I mean Pittsburgh is old school too. Just that they say they don't have as much money as it's there. That's the problem. You know, and I'm and I'm I feel for for Sid because I, I I really like legacy players. I I like when it's going to go on and when your time is over you retire whatever but to be playing hockey of this at this level at this at you know mm-hmm. he's playing at a very high level still in his what he's 35 years old i believe yep so he's just going to ride off into the sunset just skate out his contract and make i his think money. that's what he's going to do that's that's kind of sid's mo it's wow. very low key, right? Oh, agreed, agreed. But I would, I, I, I hope that we, we see more of him, the dynamite player that he is. Like when I watch a Pittsburgh game, Crosby still stands out, sure. Malkin still stands out, but they're not getting anything for it. But uh, okay, we'll trade the management. So, so we're gonna go with Mr. Milani here that says if your management's bad, you're going nowhere. Yep. You're, you're just losing it. And it's a sin to see that because we're seeing Florida fall down. Pittsburgh's not gonna go anywhere. And I thought the Islanders would make more of a move at the season. I don't think they'd be struggling. Well, I mean, again, they're down one of their best, their whatever, their best young forward is is out, you know, so. I think that the parity in the league is going to be when you start the season next year, it's going to be another dogfight. Of course. That's just the way that the NHL is built these days. I mean, look at the Central Division. That's still, like, way up in the air. Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, who's going to take it? It's it's too close to call right now. Oh, that's, you know, what of Colorado now? After all the trials and tribulations they've had this year, they come down the stretch and they could look, like I said, they're only three points behind, and I think they got to play Dallas. They got two games in hand. Yep. That's huge. But I, that could put them over the top. I'm liking Dallas, though. I'm really liking Dallas. They got a plus minus. Look at that big plus minus, yeah. a 48 differential. That's huge. So that means they got the back end covered. And I like their defensemen. And I, I like, like their defense. I like their goaltending. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking they're a solid team. Like, I, I, I hope they hold on to it because suddenly what's going to happen is, and you know this as well as I do, you can have a great, great season, but suddenly like Carolina, you fall down at the last minute, someone leapfrogs you, and you get knocked out in the first round. Yep. So all that greatness that you've developed for the whole season is bye-bye. Yep. Like, let's, say, let's say uh, Minnesota catches fire at the end. Dallas has got to play Colorado round one. There's no guarantee Dallas comes out of that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So your whole season, like they, if you you're the front runner this long, them and Cal- Carolina both. Yep. If they end up going down, dropping down, they could both be out in the first round, just like that. And we were talking about them as the premier teams in the NHL mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Like, like go back to the All Star break. Who were we were impressed with? We were impressed with Dallas. We were impressed with um, um, Carolina. Yep. We knew Jersey was coming. I got to say that. We, we, we took a look around, and, and we both a little bit on the Jersey bandwagon. I just think they're an exciting team to play, and I think they're one of the teams that could really get Boston to go. But we'll I think see. Toronto, too. You should be on your Toronto bandwagon about this. Or like I'm, I'm liking where the Leafs are going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, they, I still say they got to do the tighten up, but they sure. got the personnel. I agree. You know what I mean? And they got the size. Because you're going up against Boston. Eventually, it's going to get physical. Oh, sure. Oh, it's going to get. Well, that's just playoff hockey. And that's his playoff hockey where it's going to go. So, in any event, we're going to be. We're, we're really. Um, we're hoping that the Toronto Maple Leafs win a first round series. And I want to have full disclosure here. All the people that know me, I am cheering for Toronto. I really am. I get it now. I come in. He and, really is. I'm come on, guys. I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go out. And I, but I have a beer here. Even people at Chewy say, come on, Cruz. You don't mean that. You don't mean that. Come on. It's good for the city, guys. 
We, I want to see them go on for more than one series. It's better when you go to the bar at night and your team is still playing. We haven't had this since 2004. I know. 2004. I know. From someone sitting here in colors today. Like, and I know what I mean. Like, my, I have a great line. What happened to Montreal Canadiens this year? Too many guys wanted to play on the live tour. So they got to go out there and start practicing early. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. that, that, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. You know what I mean? Until next year, we come back and see what we can do, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But in any event, we're, we're, we're going to be keeping a close eye on all things that are hockey going down the stretch into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, just a couple more notes. Sure? So Winnipeg, oh, their right. fall continues oh, here. Oh, my God. I think, I think Nashville might push them out when all is said and done. Nashville's four points back with three games in hand. At the All-Star break, Winnipeg was basically near first place. They were near, like we yep. were saying, what the, the quiet Winnipeg team. Nobody's yep. paying attention to them. Is this why? <laughs> Is this I what? mean, you looked at the roster and it was like, uh, it did look like a little bit of a mirage because they didn't really add anybody. They just added a, a new coach, Rick Bonus, who like, I, I'm not a Rick Bonus guy. I, I can't say I'm, I'm it, it, then one way or the other. I just thought earlier in the year, especially on the All-Star break, you look at their standings, you look at their lineup, they look like a solid playoff team, perhaps mm. even one that's going to have a first-round home playoff advantage. Now yeah. they're struggling to make the playoffs, and like you said, who says they're going to make it? You know what I, I mean? I don't, I'm not sure they make it at this point. Oh, you know what I mean? I think them and Calgary are both failures on the Canadian front. Oh, Calgary's been such a disappointment like, this year. Like, come on. Like, you know, we only Biggest have... disappointment in the league this season. Calgary? Yeah. I thought it'd be Florida. I, I Well, I thought for, Florida was fraudulent from the okay, beginning. Okay, I'll so. give that anyway. So you'll go with Calgary. <laughs> but no, but Calgary is a huge disappointment. Yeah. Like, like, like where they, they are. They should have been a shoe in for the playoffs. Exactly. And they're, they're going to be outside looking in. Which is really, really bizarre. Because you know what another thing is? 14 overtime losses this year. That's that's atrocious. Okay. Well, the next fucking year, atrocious. They, if they win those next year, they're in the playoffs. That's how it works, yeah. right? It, it's, it's a Should. fine line. It's a very... They might, they might be a coach away. We'll see. Oh, well, you know the coach is gone. <laughs> you know, he's Dead man be, walking. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, it, it's got to go. And you know what? Nothing against him. You know what? He's getting a little long in the tooth, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's been there a while, right? Yeah, he's been there. Like, Those, these know? old school coaches, they have a shelf life of, like, what, five years max, usually? Yeah. Usually closer to three. Yeah, okay, so Like then, Tortorella, that's what they say about him. Oh, yeah, he's about a three-year. Yeah. And he's good there because you get tired of hearing him like that old school thing. But where is the balance? Is Keith the balance? Like that type of coach? Because he's very good. Um, like if you look at the way he coaches strategically during the course of the game, he seems to know what he's doing that well with his personnel. Mm -hmm. So you don't wear it out and you can you got to be able to coach longer. But is that just the way of sports is? These guys are so many prima donnas. They're better, they're better, they're better. Oh, we don't want to hear the coach anymore? I mean, it's a lot of it, I think, is too like the way these kids are being brought up now, right? Exactly. Don't you think? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And it's a, it's a Larry Bird thing. Larry Bird, why did you only coach four years in the NBA? He goes, because I got sick of my voice after four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and we we went down that road. So you can never say about the coach. He was a decent coach, too. Who was that? Larry Bird. He had a great record as a coach, and he's as solid as a GM. And he's out there in an mm -hmm. outpost called Indiana, which gets no praise or whatever. And Indiana's fighting to get in the playoff spot. I think this is their down year. They're going to get back. He's made some moves, but we'll get to that in a second. I just want to say, before we leave the hockey thing, once again, Toronto, we really want you to win a playoff round this year. Yes. And I really hope that you guys have got your ducks lined up for the playoffs so you can beat Tampa Bay, because I know the whole city's scared. As soon as you see Tampa Bay, you're scared too, Mr. Milan. Look at I say that. I'm looking at you, and you got, you got a little... No, come on. You the think, Tampa's not as strong as they were the last couple of years. 
They said that last year too. And what happened? I wasn't first saying game? that last year. Well, last year, would you guys beat them first game five one? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, you came right out of the block and you kicked them right in the head, and then you let them off the hook game two. That's where the series got in trouble because you had the, you had that big win. The whole city was planning the parade. <laughs> And then what happened? You know, you, you, that you can't. That better not happen this year. I hope it better every, not. Every, every game you got to come out with that thing because the Leafs always seem to have that fall back. Especially with games one and two at home. That's you it. Exactly. Capture those. Yeah, you should have had them both. You should have had them last year, but you didn't. You let it, you let them off the hook, and here we are. But in any event, we're going to keep. Hold on, I want to ask so, you so, a few uh, more. Oh, uh, okay. To, about the NHL. Okay, so good. I want to ask you about Jordan Binnington's antics. Okay. He is, I got to say, he's my favorite clown in the NHL. <laughs> like, he is just, no, like, I, I okay. mean that, like. <laughs> okay, so we all see like, the highlight. Like, like, you think the refs should let him go? Oh, I was just going to get to that. They okay. should have let them go. I would have loved to see Mark andre and Bennington go. Oh, it would have been a good, it would have been fun. I would like to have seen it. Okay, so now when you were talking about this, it's one of the things that I failed to get up on there is that that wouldn't have been a stage fight. No. Okay, no. so I'm saying that's the frontier justice. Let's take care of this clown right now. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. But I'm saying I don't see um, what's his name. I don't see Marshawn fighting that much. No, he's never been a fighter. Okay, but I mean he's just as much of a clown. No, not that way. Not as much because Bingington's like. <laughs> Bingington's the sideshow. Okay. You know? that, okay, I, I will agree, but I yeah. think they should let him fight too. You know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're gonna push mm. the envelope that hard. Shouldn't you? I'm a frontier justice guy. So, like, I mean, he was pushing it. And it's not this. Everybody knows. Everybody knows about this guy. It's not yeah. suddenly like, oh, he just showed up as a clown. Come on. Last but- couple of years especially, it's been been building. Okay, so what are you going to do? Someone's got to knock him out? Why, when do the, the referees let him go then? I don't know. Because he can be a little bitch and run back to I- the bench and start again next game. The refs might be, uh, there might be a thing that the refs are told, like, don't let the goalies fight. Let him go. I agree, but I I'm say just saying. I'm just trying to just, just trying to figure out a reason why this is happening. You know, back in the day they would scrap. Obviously, you know what I mean. So let it go. That that's my theory on. Like we had the classic. Remember Patrick Roy skating the end of the ice to get after Vernon. Oh yeah, and all that kind of shit. Sometimes if it goes, I don't think those are stage fights. Let's just get it. No, going of course not. With. But that's interesting. Um, I'm, I'll make a note of that. But yeah, I think they should let him fight. Definitely should let him fight. Okay, we agree with that. The house that happens says, let him fight. And speaking of fighting, the QMJHL is going to ban fighting next season. I think that's wrong. Why is that? I'm going to tell you why. Because then it'll turn into European hockey. It gets too dirty. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think it's... But but you're also preventing kids, basically, from fighting. That's that's my thing. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say then. So they're going to start it there, so you're going to be ingratiated in, so by the time they get to the NHL, then they'll say, well, there's no fighting anyway, so we won't worry about this I mean, that's kind of the way it's gone. Okay, so now, okay, there's another thing we got to talk about where you say, I think you brought it up last week, and this is very important. Don't be jumping in. If your guy takes a clean hit, yeah, then you go chase the guy down because you get a clean hit. Let that go. Like if you, and that, that's where you say the instigator thing. This is where I'm. That's where they got to enforce the instigator okay, rule. Okay, you yeah. got it. Okay, so and I don't want to be a hypocrite about this because I'm all for like if there's going to be a fight, let him go. Uh, I I believe that because what I think is going to happen is you get that goon out there and he starts doing some shit. Then what happens is who's going to protect your players? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think they should take fighting out because if you think about hockey right now, well, there's no real goons anymore though. No. Okay. So that like what happened in the Nashville Tampa big game what about 10 days ago and it ended mm-hmm. up being that donnie brook insanity right okay 
that's pretty well been gone at the NHL. When I was a kid, you'd see that at least twice a month. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. Okay, because then guys were just jumping over the boards, getting into it like slap. Oh yeah, seventies. Yeah, seventies hockey was its own brand of stupidity. Oh yeah, right. But it was fun to watch some nights. Trust me, it was fun. But I was never. I was, it was never too much though. Oh, way too much. I was never, and I got sick of fighting then. I used to get sick of it. I used to sit around and go, okay, here we're going to go. Got to wait 10 minutes, clean yeah. up all the sticks, clean up all the, the thing. Guys are still chirping each other. They break away from the refs. It's all that craziness. But I still want fighting in the league because if someone takes a dirty shot at Mike, okay, um, Lucic takes a shot at Jack Hughes, on uh, a dirty shot at Jack Hughes. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. So I'm going to say when it gets to the heart of the playoffs, you think they think it's, oh, it's a little Jack Hughes and you're going for the, you yeah. think they care? No, someone might take a cheap shot at my guy. I don't want Jack Hughes fighting. Obviously not. Okay. And I want him, who's going to protect him? So what I'm saying is if someone takes a shot at him and there's no fighting, then they can take another shot at him. Then they can take another shot at him. And then you get the stick work comes up. And then you get the dirty shit in the corner. And then all of a sudden wondering why a guy takes a swing of the game and he's going to get tossed out. Because you know why he got tossed out? Because the referee didn't let him go in the first period. Because that was back in the day. And that was my thing about Borea Salming. Borea Salming back yeah. in the day, that guy was freaking dirty. Okay, I don't care what anyone says. Bless his soul. He got away with it a long time until he got a skate in the face. Nobody was ever sad about and That was a dirty play. He got a skate in the mm -hmm. face, bro. Nobody in the NHL was sad that he took a skate in the face. Why? Because he came from Europe, and he had every dirty trick in the book in his back pocket. I don't want that in the NHL. You know what I mean? I want my guys to be able to protect it. You know what I mean? I don't care. I think that's – you're, you're going down a, a slippery slope if you're taking – and that's of course, it started in a – Quebec. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you think? Do you think they should ban hockey fighting? I mean, I got problems with, you know, them letting 16, 17-year-olds taking, you know, blows to the head over and over again. I don't think that's good for anybody. Okay, so I don't think it's going to happen. Do you think it's happening that much? Okay, so you're going to get the hitting. The hitting is going to be just as bad. But, okay, for example, we know Serge's nephew. Yeah. He's just in the league now. He's one of the youngest guys in the O. He's a pretty big boy for his size, but sure. I don't want a 20-year-old taking a shot at him, which could happen in there, so you're going you're gonna to eliminate that. But where do we draw the line? That's the big question. Where do we draw the line? So I'm on the, I want to be on the record of saying is I don't like fighting. To be honest with you, I really don't like fighting in hockey. I don't. However, I do believe in frontier justice, and I think if you take away the fighting that some guys are going to get away with stupid stuff. You know what I we'll mean? See. That stick in the corner, that little hack, the two-hander that's a little bit more than a two-hander, yeah. and then he goes to the box and gets nothing, and you just two-handed my best player when he's skating by two hands. Like, I hate those. Like, I mean, I'm glad they call that a lot more. You know those swinging with the sticks? Remember back in the days, even in the 80s and 90s, like there was too much, you know, a guy go by, well, let's give him a little cuff as he's going by. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what I mean? I think that stuff's worse. And when they do that stuff... Someone should someone should knock the guy out for doing that. However, in the future, we're going to have a couple theme shows at the house that happens where we're strictly going to say, let's discuss this subject for the day and take it from any angle. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and we, yep. we, we will get to that. But I want to be on record as saying I want I don't want fighting eliminated in the NHL. Uh, neither do I. Speaking of fighting, there seems to be some kind of weird managerial fighting going on in the NFL. Wouldn't you say so? Uh, well, how so? Why hasn't anybody offered Lamar Jackson a contract? Oh. Is this old-fashioned collusion? Can we call it? Is that what it is? It very well could be. You can't use that word, though, because we have unions. 
Yep. Okay. Here's my take on it. Two things in the NHL, NFL that talk about quarterbacks that like, we may segue into this is, first of all, I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry we got to bring him up, but we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> I mean, we have to bring him up. We, 100%. And we're going to get that in a minute. I'm, Aaron, you're not going to like what I got to say, motherfucker. Excuse my language. Anyways, <laughs> he, the bottom line is this. You got to look at it. Lamar Jackson is a great talent. 100%. Two years ago, what? Three years ago? MVP. MVP. Okay. He's a running quarterback. I hate when they classify him as running quarterback because the guy can throw. Of course. Okay. So you had one team give a whore master a guaranteed contract, and it screwed things up. No one's going to, like, how did, like, Cleveland, you know, that's why everyone hates the owner of Cleveland, the Haslam's or wherever they are. Everyone hates these guys. Oh, sure. Because of what they did. So they fucked up the market. Huge. Now, do you think that Lamar is worth 250 guaranteed? No players no, but- 250 <laughs> guaranteed. But the whore master got it. Okay, think about it. But that was a whole different thing because he was a free agent. Yeah. So, you know, and everybody, and that just tells you how desperate they are for quarterbacks in the league. Do you think it's collusion? What? That the, the Lamar the thing? The Lamar thing? I mean, there's, uh, it's, I want to say yes, but I mean, there's an element of it too where it's like Lamar, he's, he hasn't played the last, whatever, few games okay. of the season's uh, last two seasons. That's a huge red flag, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to say here's what I think. Last, not this season, the, okay, the 20, 21 season, he was legitimately hurt. But this season? I think that when he got hurt and he gets, his knee was bothering him and this and that, I think that he just got out. He didn't want to be RG3 the second. Yeah. Okay? So I just think he sat because he didn't have the money. Like, what if we went out in that playoff game and blew out a knee? Where would he be? So he doesn't have a manager. He doesn't have a lawyer. Well, He's that's got his, his big mom. problem. He doesn't have okay? an agent. So the, the word around the campfire is the most max money. I heard it was 160 last year, and somehow it got to 130. They wouldn't drop the money, would they? I I mean, I don't think so, but okay, I mean, you so, never know with these NFL guys, right? Okay, so anyways, if he was guaranteed $130 million last year, why don't we have $130 million this year? Okay, so... I don't get it. Okay, so now that's guaranteed money. Okay, when you look at that, is guaranteed money that you you have gotten. Now, what is he worth, and what is the market worth? Joe Burrow is going to be coming around in about another year. Mm-hmm. What are they going to pay Joe Burrow? Oh, he's going to make mad money. <laughs> I agree, but that's not my point. My point is, are they colluding? That's what that's I'm asking. That's a big question. Because, like, you okay, now, Carolina made the, the move where they got the number one draft pick. From Chicago. Yes. So, obviously, they're going to t- take a quarterback. Um, who else? Washington needs a quarterback. Yep. Okay. Um, the Jets, but we'll get to the Jets. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks like they got one lined up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that diva. But, anyways, what I'm saying is that what what is the threshold in the NFL? And this is what I'm saying. They should have had a stronger union because no contracts are guaranteed. I think that the That's ball- still shocking to me. What? That, it's still shocking to me that uh, that, like, there's no guaranteed deals, you know? Because of the injury factor. That's what Still. I think it is. Oh, no. There, there, is a, there is a minimum guaranteed. Okay. For example, Detroit just signed Montgomery. Yep. Three years, $18 million. And what's guaranteed in that? 12. Okay. Okay. All right. It's around 12 is guaranteed. We just had um, our guy, Jamal, who said Detroit disrespected them because he didn't get the money that he wanted. First of all, the, 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 the running back market has changed. We all know that. So... I'm thinking that Montgomery, who is comparable to Jamal on that level of quarterback, even though Jamal broke the record of Barry Sanders, so what? He got yeah. a, bunch of t- a, a bunch of goal line touches. He had a solid year. Way better than we expected. I was hoping we'd re-sign him. 
If we gave him, a, he didn't want 18 million. You know what I'm saying, Jamal? You know where the door is, and he signed elsewhere. I forget where he signed, but he he's gone now. He, yeah. he got another contract. He said that he got more money than what Detroit would have gotten. Do you think you're going to give that running back? He's had one year, one decent year, okay, one decent year, and and, and all of a sudden we're supposed to pay him what? No. So that's why we don't have the guaranteed contracts. You know well, also they don't get paid when they're injured too, which is I think that one's weird. He signed with uh, the Saints, by the way. Yeah, and what did he get? Uh, three years. It doesn't say on this one. Undisclosed. Uh, they didn't I think it just. I know CBS isn't listed. The site I'm on, CBS just isn't listing. Okay, so the, the, yeah. the, to make a long story short, we gave Montgomery the money that we were going to give Jamal, and he thought he wanted to get more. Yeah. So did he get more? They're not even saying yet. So I doubt if they did, which gets back to my original premise. What do you pay Lamar? 130 guaranteed. Yep. That's good. The only one that's getting more. What 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 is Mahomes guaranteed? Oh. He's only 160 yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. Only. They, okay. Well, but in any event, and you just seen two guys. And here's another thing. Here's a big big thing that red flag that they're going to look at too. They just gave um the diva in Denver, Russell Wilson, how much money? He got 160 guaranteed. Yeah. Kyler Murray, another running type uh, running back. They gave him a small one. And as well, okay, and they gave him 160 guaranteed. So what is Baltimore? I heard they're only offering 130. I don't know what that's about. I'm telling you what it's all about. They're an organization, and we say we play this way, and we're not going to break the market. So here's what you do, Lamar. You go out there and see if you can broker a deal for you and come back to us when it's done. He's been on the on the, on the the thing, what, a week now? Yep. Nobody's even touched him? Come on. Come on. What's <laughs> going on here? This You know what? Because nobody wants to break the market because who we got coming? You got Justin Hebert coming. You got Joe Burrow coming. And yep. right after him, you're going to have Trevor Lawrence coming. In all these owners, when they have their little owner meetings, the only one who goes in that room is the owners. Yeah. <laughs> not even, not even, um, not even the commissioner. What's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Goodell. Goodell. Not even Goodell gets in that. Hey, you go get, go get us some coffee. Okay. And people like say that sounds harsh. That's his job because when the owners go in the room, they say the owners go in the room. No phones shut the door and they talk about shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We are the monolith. We are the NFL. We make the rules. There's only 32 of us. Screw everybody else. Is that what's going on? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it doesn't look like it, it would be the first time that's happened. Well, you know it's all about money, too, because look at all the guys that got dropped. Zeke doesn't. Remember the big thing a few years ago? Dallas got to sign Zeke. Dallas got to sign Zeke. Where is yeah. he now? You don't have a job. Okay, who else got cut? There's a number of guys that got cut around the league because of, because of the salary cap, which, in a way, I like the balance on so Green Bay can compete against New York. Sure. On a market level. Okay, so I agree with that. So when you're setting the market... um. You got to pay 52 guys. Yep. Okay. And the salary cap's only going up, what, four mil? That's what I'm hearing. It's yeah, it's not up. a lot. No, so it's not going to be, you're, you're going to be playing with the same money. So what do you want to do? You want to put like 40% of your, or 30% of your cap to one guy? Mm -hmm. Baltimore's never been that team. And Baltimore has been a fairly successful franchise. Sure. Especially in the last 20 years with the hardest cap going. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to break the market. I, I predict that Lamar ends up going back to Baltimore, though. I think so, too. You know what I mean? And he's going to end up taking. And they got to make decisions soon because they have their first OTAs coming up, right? Because yeah. what, what, mm -hmm. the, what the other day, that's why they had to make the cut. That's the first day of the, of the new season, right? That's what mm -hmm. they say. So the new still, So now we're into the 2023 season. 
And Lamar's going to have to be signed soon. What if he goes to another team? I mean, <laughs> what do you do then? Well, speaking like of what, what after after the season, or now, look, if you if like say suddenly like they say that it only takes one team to to do it. Like all of a sudden, some team's going to say screw it, Washington. We're going to say screw it. Let's go get them and pay them that money and 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 make the market. Okay, um, you know what I'm saying. So yep. the, the bottom line is, the other ex- extreme is look at Aaron Rodgers. They gave him all that stuff in Green Bay, and now he's walking out the door. <laughs> that guy's a prick. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I've got no, I, I'm like I've I've probably lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years because of whatever. But they gave him everything he wanted last year. Now he's going to New York and he's already telling New York and they signed Lazar. Yep. They're already he's already trying to tell them what to do. <laughs> like what's going on here? And, and now he's got what? He's got what? Still eighty guaranteed for the next two years on his contract because mm-hmm. they gave him that money in Green Bay. He's going to take that check to freaking the Jets, which of the course. Jets are willing to play because the Jets want to be relevant and they're in a big market and they're in New York. But I'm saying this is where the whole thing gets. Lamar's getting screwed, and Aaron Rodgers screwed everybody. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it now. Come on. And now who would you rather have right now? Uh, last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old. Yeah. Lamar is turning 26, or he'll be 26 during the course of the season. Mm. Do you know that he's younger than Joe Burrow? Lamar? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Because he started in college early and he got out. Cause okay. Joe Burrow got screwed around with the jumping from Ohio State. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that little stuff. Yeah, to LSU. Up. Yeah. So when that screw-up went on. But still, you're a 25-year-old quarterback. I'm signing you for big money. Yep. The question is, what is the guarantee? What would you pay Lamar? Like, over how much? Okay. Or just for, like, one okay, year? Okay, so no, we're gonna, it's going to be four years. you got to pay the guy for four years. It's going to be a four-year deal. Yeah. So it, the, the going rate for a quarterback is about $40 million. Daniel Jones got what? Oh, my God. Don't even remind me. Okay, but he only got two years, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, and there's only 60 that they really have to pay. So if he has a... Shitty season. Yeah, they could just cut him. Cut him for another $20 million. I think that's a smart contract in a hard cap era. But what else did they have to do? They had to put the, the tag on. On Saquon. Is that going to make him happy? Probably not. Okay, so that, you know what I'm saying? So this this franchise tag thing is very, very tricky, don't you think? Yeah, and it's a way for, really, the ones that get screwed from this the most are the running backs. Oh, of course they do. But I'm going to say this much, uh, how I look at it. When you got a franchise tag, I'm gonna like you got a guy like say it's a cornerback or a offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. These positions are just as valuable as any other at time. No O line, no football team. Mm-hmm. So no one's gonna ever be happy with a franchise tag because that means and I, you, you put the franchise tag on him and what happens if you get hurt? Yep, you're screwed. So yep. w- now we're gonna take a look around and say so what happened to the Ezekiel Elliott this year? Who's gonna pick him up? He's not gonna make near the money. No. He's not going to make nothing because it's a Todd Gurley syndrome. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Tom, the Tom, you know, and, and where's Gurley now? He's not even in the league. Nope. And he signed that thing for L.A. for five years. That was supposed to be for this year, too. He's gar- I, I know he got a nice guaranteed chunk. I think he got 60 going out the door. So I should be, hey, Todd, I hope you're living well on your 60 million. Yeah, he had those, what, three, four years where they just, you know, fed him the ball, was a beast. And then and then all of a sudden shit happened. And he, they gave him some money, though. He got some good. I think he got about 60 mil. Okay. Okay, so he's going to be good with that. But my saying is this. Aaron Rodgers, you're – I hope I don't see another Aaron Rodgers, like, um, not a talent-wise. I want to see a talent every year. I want to see quarterbacks of the talent of Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to see those type of personalities anymore. This has turned into a goddamn soap opera. 
You know what I mean? Like one player. And this is the monolith. That's the NFL. Yeah. This guy's pushing the monolith around. They should bitch slap him. You know what I mean? I feel sorry for Green Bay. I do too. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I mean, and, that, and that's my division. So <laughs> I think I, I'm, that he's gone. I don't give a shit he's gone. Get him out. I'll give him a car. I'll call the Uber. <laughs> Let's get him out of town. I don't want that. I just don't like the way that it's played out. Of course. And you know what? And now we're talking about him. And you can't get on TV talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of the guy. And you know what? He screwed everybody up. And I hope all the other quarterbacks are wise enough to be like that. Like, did Patrick Mahomes do Kansas City a great favor by doing his contract the way that he did? Because I think he did. And what does yep. that do? He's looking for rings. Exactly. You know, he wants more he wants to win. He wants to win. Aaron Rodgers says that he wants to win. Uh, actions speak louder than words, though, Aaron. And you blew it twice at home in the cold against weaker teams when you were 13-3. and three. So, Oh, yeah. You know what? My heart bleeds purple piss for him, too. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> about the, you know, what else was going to say about the guy? I think it's going to be an interesting... Um, up to the draft time with the trading and stuff going on with people needing things. Oh, yeah. We're still not done. No, no. We've got a lot of stuff going on. So can I just say something from full disclosure personally sure. that I want to talk about? Because I am a disciple of the Detroit Lions. Yes. I wear that proudly. You cut me Lions fallout. Sometimes we have this thing called uh, moral turpitude. Sometimes we have this thing about who's right and who's wrong. John Morant, my favorite player. You're like, where is he sitting mm -hmm. right now because of some moral issues? He could lose some money. But here's my thing. Jalen Carter plays for Georgia. He just got arrested for that racing and the other guy, which is mm -hmm. tragic. One of his teammates got killed on the celebration after they won the national championship. Yeah. Basically, they were, they were drag racing or whatever it is that's being sure. lost control of the car. He's going to go back and get off he's got his lawyers he's lawyered up he's taking the charges he's going to go back there and figure out a way to try to be innocent so people are saying that his draft stock has fallen if he falls to the detroit lions let's draft the guy what <laughs> position does he play oh defensive end he's a beast he's a beast he, he could definitely he's probably the best player because everybody wants a quarterback yeah okay everyone wants a quarterback I'm going to call it right here now on the thing. I think this is going to be the year of the Marcus Mariota, James Winston type quarterbacks. All these guys that they're screaming to draft. Yeah. I don't think any of them has impressed me. Well, there's the the little guy. Where does he play? Stroud. Yeah. yeah. The guy from Iowa State, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a got bust a rocket arm. He, he's got a rocket arm, no? Too small. Kyler Murray, part two. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But someone's going to take him first overall like them, like Carolina. I think up. Carolina could, yeah, that, that could be the move. There's the one. There's the guy in Florida. I think he's interesting. Is this game going to translate well to the NFL? Yet to be determined. Okay, so what you do with him is you draft him now. If if, if he was like people are going to overreach for these guys. That's of what I okay. So it always happens. But if you could get this guy and sit him on the bench for two years, like Michael Vick, he sat the year with, uh, and that's the formula. Um, no, that's the key. Yeah. Andy Reid did that. Okay, when he because you know when it, when they got him like when they took him from Atlanta when he got all that shit was going on there was no there he brought him there and he still had Donovan McNabb but he said Vic you sit here and you're gonna learn of course Vic had to do that because of the dogs. well even with Mahomes he sat like a year or two yeah, behind they, uh, what's his Andy name Andy Reid yeah uh, uh, Alex Smith Alex Smith thank you okay so now he that, that's my point I'm saying like Andy Reid's the old school um, Green Bay's a bit like that now because Jordan Love's got to play. He's, he's, a first, he's a first-round draft pick that you took, like, and, and, and now his contract's going to be up. And they always say you want to take advantage of that, right? Mm -hmm. How can you take advantage of it? He's only got two more you years of this deal. So now that's why he's got to go, too. So anywhere around the league, Lamar Jackson, 
He mm-hmm. took almost a year before they figured out, okay, Flacco, you got to go. But they, you know what I mean? They, you groom the guy, so to speak, right? Yeah. Now these guys, you throw them to the wolves, they got killed. Like Trevor Bauer made an excellent comeback from all that Urban Meyer insanity in Jacksonville in his first season. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Trevor Bauer. No. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, but I want to bring up Trevor Bauer, but that's another, he's another moral turpitude guy. You know where he's at, right? He signed, uh, Across the pond, did Across the pond. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Anyways, but people said, crew, shut up. Don't even bring that up. But in any event, like Trevor Bauer, uh, I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence survived that insanity. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a good quarterback. But basically, he had a crazy groomed year, too. Because, you know, first of all, people don't realize the speed of the NFL is so much faster than college. So, you you, you know, what you got to realize, oh, that cornerback got there quicker than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my take on the matter is... Um, Groom the quarterback. Just don't rush him in because what happened to the career of Marcus Mariota? What happened to the career of... Uh, of um, Marcus Mariota is looking for a job. Uh, Jameis Winston just re-signed his contract basically as a backup. Yeah, he's going to be the understudy for uh, Derek Carr this okay, year. Okay, no, where's Baker Mayfield? He signed uh, it somewhere. Tampa. He? he signed it in Tampa, right? So uh, But gonna... they're going to be garbage this year. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, all these guys, but remember in the draft and the hype and the money... Yeah, well, Baker, I mean, a lot of people were joking from day one that he was going to be Johnny Manziel 2.0, which he he, he pretty much lived up to that. But he was better than Johnny Manziel. Oh, that's why he's 2.0. Right, but but the thing about Johnny Manziel, didn't they see him coming? Like, I could not believe when he got drafted that high. That was nuts. Now, you go back. He wasn't even drafted that high. Oh, he was still the first round. Yeah, but, like, not, like, he didn't go top 10. He was, like, what, 20th or something? He should have been drafted in the third round, like back in the 70s and 80s. Like when they see a guy like that, we'll pick him in the third round. Then you you sit in the bench like the guy from Florida. If it's a smart team, like maybe a Sean Payton now. Yeah. He's got Russell Wilson, right? And if he falls into Denver, why wouldn't Denver just draft a guy? Yeah. And and now he's going to probably, he's going to fall down. Like if he's a first rounder, that's another thing about the politics about the CBA of football. Then you're guaranteed this money yep. where you're drafted. So well, that's, that's any league that's like that. You're you think uh, as much in the NHL is like that yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're a top 10 pick, you're getting like the max and like probably some bonuses too. Okay, so now that's what I'm saying. So if you, you can get a quarterback, like these guys fall to the second or third round. For example, Purdy on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Where did they get this guy? This guy was a thrower. If you look at his number in college, like he broke some records in his conference. I didn't realize after you see his number, this guy was a thrower. Yeah. You know, big numbers, won his conference, stuff like that. Um, and, and in any event, um, so you got to groom the quarterback. Agreed. You know, if you don't groom the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Yep. In any event, we, um, we've been rambling on about a few things. There's a few takes we want to we wanna talk about before we end the show. And one of them is the uh, John Morant situation. Oh, yeah. Got uh, eight games. He's got to go into uh, was a rehabilita- rehabilitation program. I just think that he was a crazy kid. Everyone knows on this show that he's my favorite player in the league mm-hmm. bar none okay i think that it's a learning experience i think that everybody should take a look at the uh, jalen rose interview with john morant to see what he's had to say mm-hmm. was that some of the best damage control you've seen in a while <laughs> probably that's called damage control is it not um another thing i wanted we, we there was so many other things we could talk about for football that, that was there but here's another thing yeah that a lot we sh- of signings we asked a lot of the signs. We're going to get back there, too. But there's a couple other little notes that you made that I think that we should bring up, too. It's like not just the um, thing about the franchise tags and the CBA and how things go on and what owners want to do. What about the Edwin Diaz situation? Oh, my God. Got hurt. He's going to miss the entire season due to a celebration. This was like... Um, I've um, seen it. Oh, my God. What, what I'm... Uh, 
Kendrys Morales. That reminded me of that when he was oh, with exactly. the Oh, exactly. The yeah. same thing. So, anyways, the reason I'm bringing it up is about these are the little the, the little side things that happen. Um, the, the side things that happen in a sport where owners are going to say, see, why do we want to have this World Baseball Challenge? We lost Edward Diaz. Last yeah. time I checked, that's a serious ball player. <laughs> that's that's the, a huge That's one of the best closers in baseball. In baseball. That's what I'm saying. And he's gone for the year, so automatically you got to go, oh, gee, how do we replace that? Yeah, it's a black eye on this whole thing. <laughs> of course it is. You know what I'm saying? So I, where the owners are going to come in, and that's why if you want to go full circle on it, Lamar's not getting his – money part of the reason why they're they're asking is injury yep. history so people want to talk about that so we as sports fans yeah we want these guys out there doing those extra things but when something like this happens what do we do it's a weird a very weird one gotta ask some tough uh, i don't know I, I i think that we 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 and the guys get moved around the league like different guys here if you don't like them here they show up later you hope they don't get hurt and we bring it on and whatever what have you because we're going to go into the football thing and the signings a bit more next time however there's other one more other thing that i think we should bring up that you talked about because people are trying to advance this sport called soccer in north america oh, and what did they just do oh my god so did uh, they stub their toes the mls made a deal with apple tv TV. Oh my. So most of the games are being broadcast only on Apple TV, which wouldn't be a problem is uh, if not for the fact that most of these games are behind a paywall. There are the occasional free game that even if you're not a subscriber, you still get access to, but you still got to download the damn app. But that's another thing. But most of the games, not on TSN, you know, if, if you're in Canada, if you want to watch your Toronto FC, you got to subscribe to Apple TV. Wait a second here. First of all, I think that's just a, one of the... That's stupid. Bad it, it, marketing. It, it feels like too. Like I think it's bad from both sides because Apple. It feels like we couldn't get the NFL. What's the next best thing? Well, we couldn't get that either, but we got well, MLS. Oh, okay. So wait a second here. MLS is looking for exposure. How? What's the percentage of TV? What is what, Apple like? Do we have a number on what percentage of? Households, no, it's actually, probably not that high. No, I think Disney would be more. Yeah, but with Disney, it's uh, like a lot of a lot of their subscriber counts are a little fudge because they give away a lot of free ones. Oh, like, okay. part, like, like if you have like a lot of Rogers packages, you'll get like a year Disney Plus, and they include that. How come I didn't get that on my Rogers? I don't know. <laughs> I might have, have to check it out. I got too many. But what about Prime? You got Prime too. Prime. Why didn't they get Prime? Prime ended up getting some football. Prime got moves. the NFL. Yeah, they got yeah. some things. I heard there was a bidding war between Prime and Apple behind the scenes that we For didn't the NFL, know about. Yeah. That we, that, oh, that's what I'm saying. And so yeah. Prime won that. But um, my thing is this. You want eyeballs. You want eyeballs on yeah, your... Yeah, it. And if you don't have eyeballs on your sport, why would you go to a network that it's like what? It, it, it feels like the MLS kind of like resting on their laurels. Like It's like, oh, we're like on the verge of getting to 30 teams. We're legit now. Uh, Apple that, when, when, that's what it feels like to me. Okay, I, I agreed. So let's just put it this way. I'm a sports junkie. Everybody knows that. When's the last time I watched a full MLS game on TV? I'm going to guess probably never. Correct answer <laughs> is never. Even when TFC was in the finals? No, I did watch that, but I didn't come in until halftime. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just didn't see what they're doing. I'm sorry. I got to be honest with you. It's kind of like when I'm trying to watch. I was trying to watch yesterday some of the um, women's uh, final four because they're trying to give them exposure. So yeah. you know, I got my multi-screen setup. I put on the women's game for a while to try to check it out. After it started getting irritating after a while because I couldn't watch it as opposed to the men. Yeah, like it's just a different game. It's just sure. You know what I sure. mean? And it was the only game in town. Maybe I would watch it, but it's not the only game in town, so you got to earn your stripes and we sure. go from, there, from there. You know what I mean? So in any event, um, 
As usual, it, we got to give uh, Mr. Milani here. If you know anything about our pre-production and things that I'm doing, we we sh- I got to shout out to you, bro. You you've been holding your end of the deal up. The um, what you're calling the All Star Game. Please look at it upon further review. The, the cruise here has been slacking a bit. I will get to that, but I really thought that you uh, did a good job on that. Thank you. I think that the exposure that we are getting through our various uh, social media places is great because you are uh, you, you've gone to the forefront in that we just need to get Serge and I to tie our shoes a little bit better but we want to thank the people that have did their little likes and said their little hellos for the yep. things that we are putting up there and we've got a lot more to come you know what I mean absolutely it's just a matter of time like I said I'm already working on my next upon for the review Please check them out. Mr. Milani has been outstanding, and your editing is unbelievable. We're going to do a little promo right after the show here. We brought light in, in to see what we're going to go on because, like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. No, it was not. But we have built a solid foundation. I want to say thank you to all the people that have approached me, Mr. Milani, to discuss our show. We're just saying just don't discuss it with me. Come to the sites and yell out that you've been here <laughs> so that we will know that because we've taken the time to yes. do this. You, you know what fo- I'm saying? Yeah, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Well, Are we on Twitter? We're on Twitter. Oh, gee, I have to get a Twitter <laughs> account then, right? Yeah. Does that make me a twit? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also emails. Uh, we have an email set up. The house that happens at gmail.com. Cool. If you got any questions, we'll read them out on the show. Or if you don't want us to read them out, just post them up. I'll maybe answer your question. We'll see. But uh, definitely love to hear from uh, our listeners. Definitely. And Make yourself th- known. Exactly. We will be also something we're going to expand on the show is we will have some guests coming up in the very near future. Yep. We will let you know ahead of time because you're usually there if you take Zach a look. Zach Benoit slated for next week. Looking I can't. Forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and I think we're going to have a little bit of a baseball-themed show next week then, aren't we? Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of baseball with Zach. Yeah, yeah. okay, because we're going to open the door. Of course, way. I mean hockey, basketball oh, too. We we, we got to keep it in. We didn't really talk about the NBA as much as we wanted to, too, and I just want to say I'm still thankful that Fred uh, Van Fleet went off on the referees. It's gone very well around the league with the players. Mm-hmm. Word around the campfires that's had to be said. I hope they all chipped in and helped and paid the fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do think that the Raptors... Do it quietly because it's probably not allowed. Don't do it allowed. Yeah, it's probably not allowed. (laughs) But um, ask Michael Irwin about what's allowed and what's not as he's left Dallas. It's another story Uh about things went in the back Oh, we know about that. Yeah, okay. So you know what I'm saying? In any event, we we will give you a more Raptor talk next time too because we do believe the Raptors are going to move up in the playoffs. I do want you to watch the Raptor games. Do watch the refereeing because they say Toronto bitches too much. Well, look at the refereeing that they get and I'd be bitching too. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. On that note, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. This is The House That Happens, and we are out of here.